0: Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Zmanim, Chapter 11, Chanukah, Section 8, al Hanisim, Hallel, and Torah Reading The sages instituted the holiday of Chanukah in order to thank and praise God for delivering Israel. For this purpose, they formulated the al Hanisim prayer, which we insert in the Brecha of Modim, or Thanksgiving, in the Amidah. We also recite it in Birkas Hamazon, in the second bracha, Nodelacha. We do not, however, mention Hanukkah or say the Alhanisim prayer in the bracha of Me'in Shalosh, also known as Alhamichia. If one forgot to recite their Alhanisim during the Amidah or during Birkas Hamazon, he does not need to repeat it if one remembers before concluding the bracha in which al Hanisim should be inserted, that person should go back and recite it, unless he has already said God's name at the conclusion of the bracha, in which case it is too late to go back. In such a case, though, it is still proper to recite al Hanisim at the end of the Amidah, after all of the brachas, because one may add as many supplications and expressions of thanks as one desires at that point. Similarly, One who forgot to recite Al-Hanissim in Birkas Hamazon should recite it after concluding the brachas, together, and should say it together with the Harachaman paragraphs, where one may recite as many additional prayers as they so desire. All of these halachas can be found in the Shulchan Arach, Simin Simintafresh, Pei Beis. It is a mitzvah to recite the full halal with a bracha on all eight days of Hanukkah. This idea can be found in the Gemara in Arachin. The halacha states that whenever the Jewish people are in dire straits, such as when they are enslaved or under the threat of death, they must recite Hallel when they are delivered. The mitzvah to recite the full Hallel with a bracha on all eight days of Hanukkah attests to Hanukkah's prominence. After all, after all, we recite the full Hallel on Pesach only on the first days of the festival while we recite it every day of Chanukah. Women are exempt from reciting halal since it is a time-bound mitzvah. Nonetheless, a woman who wants to recite halal on Chanukah on her own volition fulfills a mitzvah in doing so. According to the Ashkenazic custom, as well as the custom of some Sephardim, she should even recite a brecha, while according to many Sephardic poskim, she should not recite a brecha. The sages also instituted a special Torah reading for Hanukkah, which describes the offerings that the Nasiim brought to inaugurate the Mishkan. Each day we read about one Nasi's offerings, and on the eighth day we begin with the eighth Nasi, and we read all the way through the section that deals with the menorah at the beginning of Parshas Balosakha. The discussion of these special Torah readings can be found in the Gemara in Mesechas Megillah. To summarize... In order to thank God for the Hanukkah salvation, the sages mandated a mitzvah durbanan to recite a full Hallel with a bracha on each of the days of Hanukkah. As with many other time bound mitzvahs, women are exempt from saying Hallel on Hanukkah, but it is still a mitzvah if they choose to recite it. The sages also mandated the recitation of al hanisim during the amidah and during benching. One who forgets to say al hanisim in its appropriate paragraph should still recite it at the end of either benching or the Amidah. One who forgets it completely need not repeat the Amidah or benching. The sages also mandated special Torah readings for Hanukkah that focus on the gifts that each Nasi brought when the Mishkan was first dedicated, and which concludes with one of the, with one of the Torah's descriptions of the lighting of the menorah. A note from me on women and Hallel on Hanukkah. It's somewhat surprising that women are exempt from hollow on Hanukkah. Yes, it is a time bound mitzvah, but in general there is a principle of Afhayub Otohanes. When women are equally part of a holiday miracle, they are equally obligated in time bound holiday mitzvahs. Indeed, this principle is why women are in fact fully obligated to light candles on Hanukkah. So why then are women not fully obligated in saying hollow? The Pnei Haulacha addresses this more fully in his separate book-length volume, Tefilat Nashim, The Laws of Women's Prayer. There, he offers two pieces of background for why he himself records that women are exempt from saying hallow on Chanukah. First, because the Rambam and the majority of Poskim themselves rule that way. And second, because historically, the vast majority of Jewish women did not treat hallow on Chanukah as an obligation. So while our typical rules would suggest that women should be obligated, the texts and the history tell us that they are not. Okay, so why not? Why is Halal on Chanukah an exception? I'll share with you several approaches that the Pnei Halacha mentions. First, Several Ahronim were so troubled by this question that they actually concluded that women are in fact fully obligated in reciting Hallel, and that whatever happened in the past, the communal practice needs to start changing. This was the view of Rav Rafal Shapiro, the famed Rosh Hashiva of Vilna, as well as Rav Shlomo Akohen, the Av Beistin of Vilna. They do, however, represent the minority view. Second. Some answered by emphasizing that mitzvahs connected to the set order of daily tefillah are in some way different. Since set order tefillah is the ultimate time-bound mitzvah from which women are exempt, perhaps Chazal felt that they could not obligate women in any piece thereof, including hallow on Hanukkah, even though women were obviously part of the Hanukkah miracle. There may even be a logistical consideration here, If all year round women are not obligated in fixed congregational prayer, it would be too difficult to require it eight days a year. Either way, this distinction between regular mitzvahs and mitzvahs that are part of fixed daily prayer helps explain why women are obligated in halal on Pesach night, a halal which occurs during the Seder, but not obligated in halal on Chanukah, a halal which occurs as part of Shacharis. Third, some answered by emphasizing that Hanukkah is different since women are already fully obligated in a different Hanukkah mitzvah, that of lighting the menorah. Perhaps the requirement for women to participate in a time-bound holiday mitzvah is in some way lessened once they are already participating in a parallel time-bound holiday mitzvah. One interesting version of this approach states that Actually, technically, there isn't really a mitzvah d'Urbanan to say halal on Hanukkah, but rather there's a mitzvah to do public acts of thanksgiving on Hanukkah, which both men and women are in fact fully obligated in, and that while men fulfill that obligation through saying halal, women fulfill that obligation in how they light their Hanukkah candles. Of course, this theory still, le- still leads us to new questions. Why would men and women have different ways of expressing the same rabbinic mitzvah? And why are men not able to fulfill their obligation of public thanksgiving when they light Hanukkah candles? That said, it does lead to an interesting conclusion about the nature of lighting menorah. It's possible that both men and women have an equal obligation in that mitzvah, but women in some way fulfill more of a mitzvah, or more mitzvahs, when they do Hanukkah candle lighting than men do. Women would, in this telling, fulfill the mitzvah of lighting the menorah, but also the mitzvah of public thanksgiving when they light the Hanukkah candles, while while men would only perform the former mitzvah when doing so. This idea that women might have a heightened or unique obligation vis-a-vis lighting candles on Hanukkah will be explored later in this chapter of Pini Halacha. So, why are women exempt from the mitzvah of saying hallow on Chanukah? The first answer is, well, maybe they shouldn't be exempt. Maybe they actually are obligated. The second answer is, Chazal, for whatever reason, did not want to obligate women in elements of fixed daily synagogue prayer. The third is, perhaps women's obligation in lighting candles in some way exempts, or perhaps even satisfies, their obligation to recite hallow The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of Halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corinne Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, Rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.